I was sexually abused. I was raped. I started using drugs at the age of 15. I was molested as a child. I was an alcoholic. I tried meth for the first time at 12. I was a compulsive alcoholic. Um, I lost my kidney smoking crack. So, I mean, what a special time to be alive, right? Like, I'm, I know it's been crazy, but, like, if things stay the same, they're going to stay the same, right? You know, and I feel like God is always orchestrating events in, in, in the world and in our lives to put us in a position, first and foremost, for him to be glorified and to put us in a position to just step out and be that light and touch people. And so I was on um, devotion this morning, and yesterday when I was praying, I heard the word epoch. And the word epoch means an event or a time marked by an event that begins a new period or development. And and immediately when I heard that, I thought about the whole Roe versus Wade thing. Because in that moment, I feel like we were extended mercy. You know what I mean? That God's moving on us again to give us an opportunity to really step out and be used by him and pray. And we're supposed to look different. You know what I mean? And we're supposed to... The, the line is getting drawn, that line that you standing on the fence, there ain't going to be no fence. It's like you're going to be on one side or you're going to be on the other. And with Feed the Multitudes this year, it's like we are poised for a move of God. And these people are tired, they're hungry, they're desperate, they're broken. And so I'm expecting miracles, signs, and wonders. And the Lord gave me the same word that he gave me for this year which goes with joyful anticipation. So I want to stir inside of you, not just for feed the multitudes, but in this season in our lives, this is the end. We, we only, this is our time, the body of Christ to stand, to stand up and allow him to flow through us and touch people. And we know at the end of the day, we can't do anything. We're just a conduit for the love of Jesus to flow through. So He's putting us in a position practically tomorrow to do that, to touch people's lives. And he gave me Isaiah 35 in the Passion Translation. So prepare yourself. Just listen to this. It is, it's, it's so encouraging and amazing. It says, the wilderness and dry land will be joyously glad. The desert will blossom like a rose and rejoice. Even dry and barren places will burst forth with abundant blossoms, dancing and spinning with delight. Lebanon's lush splendor covers it, the magnificent beauty of Carmel and Sharon. My people will see the awesome glory of Yahweh, the beautiful grandeur of our God. Strengthen those who are discouraged. Energize those who feel defeated. Say to the anxious and fearful, be strong and never afraid. Look, here comes your God. He is breaking through to give you victory. He comes to avenge your enemies. With divine retribution, he comes to save you. Then blind eyes will open and deaf ears will hear. Then the lame will leap like playful deer and the tongue tied will, will sing songs of triumph. Gushing water will spring up in the wilderness and streams will flow through the desert. 
The burning sand will become a refreshing oasis, the parched ground bubbling springs, and the dragon's lair a meadow with grass, reeds, and papyrus. There will be a highway of holiness called the sacred way. The impure will not be permitted on this road, but it will be accessible to God's people. And even fools will, and not even fools will lose their way. Praise the Lord. The lion will not be found there. No wild beast will travel on it. They will not be found there. But the redeemed will find a pathway on it. Yahweh's ransom ones will return with glee to Zion. They will enter with a song of rejoicing and be crowned with everlasting joy. Ecstatic joy will overwhelm them. Weariness and grief will disappear. So I wanted, I'm not going to go into depth with this because this is a big old bad boy, uh, Matthew Henry commentary, but there's a couple points on here. It says after, so this scripture was following a prediction of God's judgment and, and this scripture is a promise of great mercy to be had in store for the church. After a black and dreadful scene of confusion in the foregoing chapter, we have this bright and pleasant one. They shall see the glory of the Lord. God will manifest himself more than ever in his grace and love to mankind. The feeble and faint-hearted will be encouraged. It says God's ministers and prophets are in special manner charged by virtue of their office to strengthen the weak hands to comfort those who could not yet recover the fright. People are going through all kind of stuff. We're just a conduit. The Holy Ghost does the work, but we are in position. We're stepping out in faith. We're going to touch people. We're going to let the love of Jesus and the joy of the Lord flow through us to touch them. I'm telling you, expect miracles, signs, and wonders. It says, wonders shall be wrought in the kingdom, both of nature and grace. By the word and the spirit of Christ, those that were spiritually blind were enlightened. Those who were deaf were made to hear. Those who were impotent to everything good by divine grace were made able for it. Those that were dumb and knew not how to speak of God or to God had their understandings opened. The tongue of the dumb, the dumb sang for joy, the joy of God's salvation. And this is my favorite part. The Spirit shall be poured out from on high. The Holy Spirit shall be poured out from on high. There shall be waters and streams, rivers of living water in the wilderness where no one, where people, where one would least expect it shall waters break out. These waters are said to break out, which denotes a pleasing surprise to the world, such that brought them into a new world. The blessed effect of this shall be that parched ground shall become a pool. Those that labored and were heavy laden under the burden of guilt and were scorched with the sense of divine wrath found rest and refreshment and abundant comforts in the gospel. In the thirsty land where no water was, no ordinances, there shall be springs of water, a gospel ministry. And by that administration of the gospel... In their purity and plenty, which are the rivers that make glad the city of our God. The habitation of dragons who dwell in the parched, scorched ground, these waters shall flow and dispossess them. Which means knock them out. So that where each lay shall be grass and reeds and rushes, 
great plenty of useful productions. Lord, we just thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, that for such a time as this, Lord, that you had mercy on us, that we are in a moment of time, a changing, Lord God, in the way that we see life and do life, that there's a shaking and a shifting. Lord, we are filled with a joyful anticipation that you have orchestrated all of these events for your glory, Lord, for the final outpouring of your spirit on your people. Father God, miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you just for divine moments, Father God, where people's hearts will be opened to hear the gospel. Like Pastor Frank said, it's easy. Jesus Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life. Father, we thank you, Lord. You have a plan. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I am redeemed. I've been set free, and he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Now I have hope in the future. I'm a child of God. I'm loved. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am more than a conqueror by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. 